Anyone else have a have a prayer need tonight? Yes, sir. And let's remember, Paul was great, a family that started coming. And she has been diagnosed with breast cancer uh, as well. So let's be praying for them. A mm. lot, of, lot of stuff going on. Mm, mm, mm. My stuff is puny. It's <laughs> compared to everybody else's. No, I don't have any complaints. I, I, that's right. Mm. Whew, Lord have mercy. <laughs> yeah, and we do remember, need to remember Israel and continue to pray for that conflict. It's going to war. It's, it's actually. Yeah, I. Well, I, I, that's the truth. Mm hmm. Because I tell you, it, it'd drive you crazy if you watch much of it. So, mm, mm, mm. Let's, let's remember all of these needs. Uh, but God's good, isn't he? In the midst of all the mess and all the junk, God is good all the time. Y'all ready to pray? Heavenly Father, thank you again for the day you have blessed us with. This is the day you have made. And God, there are scary moments in many days. And today, for Cheryl and her family, has been a scary moment. But thank God, Lord, life was preserved. Thank God, Lord Jesus, that you were behind that wheel. And God, that you brought protection. Now, I know people say, well, if he's God, why didn't he stop it? And sometimes you don't stop everything. Sometimes you don't cure every disease. And Lord Jesus, you don't take away all of our pain and all of our suffering. But God, we also know that you're in control of everything. Maybe this might be an eye-opener for this family, God. It might be something, Lord Jesus, that will help them to see, Lord, their need of you. Father, I pray, God, that you would really just touch all those men that uh, WM made reference to tonight. All those suffering from cancer, Lord Jesus, battling these cancers. Lord, we just pray for them. That, God, that you will touch and you will minister. And, God, give them the grace, Lord, that they need. And, Lord, the, the need that Sam brought before us, Lord, we pray for him, for this need. And, Lord Jesus, you will touch, Lord, this, uh, this one that needs, Lord, you in a desperate way. Father, Lord, we pray, God, that you will just uh, touch uh, this woman with breast cancer that Marie made mention of, that, God, that you will help her as she's going through uh, this, this, uh, this, this journey. 
and it is a journey. God, we pray for uh, Paula Gray, that God, that you will touch her and help her and, and, uh, and, and Mark as their Lord going through this journey as well. Father, Lord, we pray for uh, Janie tonight, Lord, is not feeling well, that God, that you will touch her and will give her strength. Lord, we pray for Billy Beasley, Lord, we lift him up before you and ask, Lord, that you will, Lord, touch and, Lord, that you will bless and, God, that you will help him. And uh, also, uh, Lord, Miss Jean Red, God, that you will be with her and, Lord, and her family, Lord, and just help them. And now, God, we just pray, Lord, over this service this evening, Lord, as we talk about the Lord's table, and God, as we come to the table, and Lord Jesus, practice, Lord, what we're learning about. And God, I know that we've, uh, most of us here, we've been through communion many, many times, and we think what else there is there to learn is just what we do. But God, I think there's a lot to it, and Lord Jesus, we need to understand it. And now, Father, Lord, just give us strength, give us grace, and give us mercy. And Lord Jesus, we will bless your name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And amen. Okay, uh, so we're, we're going to look at uh, walking in the Spirit, the Lord's uh, table. This is, um, uh, th- this, this is so important. It, it is to me. I think, I think communion, and I've, I've told you this before on many occasions, that communion is probably one of the most significant things the church does. It's what makes us uniquely the church. This, thing, this, this little thing right here is what makes us so uniquely uh, the church. Of Jesus Christ, and uh, so uh, I, I think it's important that we look at it again. This won't be new information to you, uh, but hopefully it'll help us put everything to perspective about coming to the table, why we come to the table, and some some significance and meanings of it. Uh, so uh, so let's let's start with who established the communion and when was it established? Oh well, that's that's pretty easy. We who. who uh, G- Jesus Christ, Jesus is the one who established uh, the Lord's Supper. Uh, and we see uh, the scriptural references. Now, uh, of the four Gospels, three of them give us details about that Last Supper, about that communion, about the institution of what we call, what we call the communion, we call the Lord's Supper or the Last Supper. Uh, the only one that does not mention it is John. And I'm not sure exactly why that's the case, but... In John's gospel, uh, this, this is absent from it, and uh, so it is, it is not mentioned. Uh, but let's, let's just look at these scripture references and just see. It, it basically says the same thing, each one of them. Uh, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. I don't think I have to tell you what the, what the context of that was. That This was right before Jesus uh, was uh, arrested, tried, and, and crucified. So this uh, was the Passover meal he took with him. Now, it says, Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink all of it. Now, I want you to understand that when we look at some of the other Gospels, uh, you, you can see this a little plainer. When this is, this is not, this was after the Passover meal was done after they had gone through the Jewish ritual and the rite of, of, of doing what they did for the, uh, for, for the, uh, for the Passover, for the Seder, uh, for that Seder meal. When, they went, when that was all done, they had already eaten the unleavened bread. They had already eaten the bitter herbs. They had already 
uh, dipped the herbs into salty water. They had already done the Elijah cup. They had already, if you've never been through a Seder, you may not know what all I'm talking about. But they, they did all of that. They had done all that. It was all done with. And then when it was ended, then Jesus took another cup and he took uh, some bread, which we're going to see in just for a moment. It says, he said, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remissions of sin. But I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of this vine uh, from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Then Mark says, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. Then, and he said to them, This is my blood in the new covenant, which is shed for many. That, that, is, that, is, that, that is the common thing here, that Jesus was established with them a new covenant. This is on the same level as where God made a covenant with Abraham and made a promise that he would be the father of many nations. It's on the same level of the covenant that God made with Noah after the flood. It's on the same level when God made a covenant with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. It's on the same level when God made a covenant with David uh, that, that his on his throne would be a perpetual heir. So this is a significant event that Jesus is doing. He is establishing with these men a new agreement, a new relationship between him and humanity, and really all of humanity. And he said, Surely I say to you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And then in Luke, then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among yourself. And he, for he said, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom comes. And he took bread. Now, what I want you to notice here, in some of the Gospels, he took the bread first and distributed it. And in some, he took the cup first. So what's the right way? What's the difference? It really doesn't make any difference. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It really doesn't make any, if you do the cup first or if you do, uh, or if you do the bread first. And, it's, and, if you, and if it's like what I do by this intention. You know, we do the bread and the, and, and the cup together, uh, which I like. I, I was introduced to that, and I just, I just like that. And, uh, and, uh, and, and so, but nevertheless, uh, so in this case, he took the cup and then he bread. And he gave thanks, and he broke it, and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this. Now, notice here, this is the first time we see the reference of do this in remembrance of me. Okay? And likewise, he also took the cup, and after supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. So then, that, so that, that's, the, that's the three Gospels. And, and the account of So how often should, should communion be observed? As often as you want to. A, 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 really. And in a lot of traditions do every Sunday. Uh, we, we, we don't. But 
I think is, he said, as oft as you do this. So really, uh, it, is, uh, it, it, it should be done, I think it should be done often. And I'm going to be honest with you. And that's the reason I don't, I, I don't, I don't observe a set time to do communion. You know, y'all may think, well I, well, I missed that. We ought to have a set time we do communion. But I, 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 just, I just think it ought to be, you, you need to do it when it needs to be done. And that, that's the way, that's the way, that's the, the way I, you know, I didn't start out doing it that way. I, I did it the way the church said, when I say the church, churches I was pastoring, they said, well, this is when we do communion. And uh, then I finally got wise and thought, well, you know, you really don't have to do that. <laughs> you know, you don't have to be stuck to that. Uh, there's another way, there's another way of doing this. And uh, so, um, brothers, every day and you can do communion at home. You do not have to have a preacher. You do not have to have a priest. You do, and I know, I, I know Ray would just, he would just, he would just die of a heart attack right now. <laughs> but, and I love Ray, don't you know what I, uh, but you don't, but you don't have, you don't have to have a head of the church to do communion. Anybody, you can do communion at home with your family, with your wife, with your children, or your grandchildren, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing communion in your, in your homes. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, I would even encourage it uh, to do that. What is the primary purpose of the communion? Uh, when, you, when you look at it, this comes from the writings of the Apostle Paul, really segueing from what Luke said. Paul said, I, for I received from the Lord. And notice Paul said, the Lord himself showed me how communion ought to be done. He said, so I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. You notice that he took the bread first. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So that answers the question. It needs to be done in remembrance of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, it is an act of worship. And I've, I've expressed that often. It is an act of worship. It is about worship, but it is about remembering. It's a, a remembrance of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Now, as we approach the Lord's table, ask the question, what should we remember? And, and so this is one reason I wanted to do this tonight and have communion after we finish this. It's because taking communion should be more than just a ritualistic exercise. It should be taken as seriously as anything you do. Not with fear and trepidation, not, not out of judgment and condemnation, but it should be done very thoughtfully, very reverently, very worshipfully. And so when you look at that, when he said, do this in remembrance of me, what should we remember? 
let me outline some things for you here. First of all, we need to remember this is a celebration of victory. This is a celebration. We, we are victorious because of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Victory. Now, they died, they were martyred, they were killed. It wasn't pleasant, but they died in victory, nevertheless. And so this should be an expression of victory. Also, we're to remember it's a proclamation of redemption. It's not only about the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ, but this thing is about redemption. Uh, when you go back and look at what Paul said in 1 Corinthians, as oft as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Now, I notice it doesn't say anything about redemption there, but what was the death of the Lord Jesus Christ all about? It was about redemption. It was about the shedding of blood. Uh, it was about the forgiveness of sin. And so, therefore, when we come and we take these elements, it is a proclamation of the redemption that the Lord Jesus Christ has provided for us. It's also a declaration of dependence. Now, notice, it is not a declaration of independence. There, that, that is one thing I think as children of God we need to learn is we are not independent. As independent as I like to be, we are not independent. We are never we never can escape from him. And we don't never want to. <laughs> you don't never want to. So this is the declaration of dependence. Now going back uh, to, John, to the Gospel of John chapter 6, this is the feeding of the 5,000. I think there's something important here and worth us looking at. Now uh, this is after Jesus has fed the 5,000. He goes off to the mountains to pray. The disciples go across uh, the, uh, the uh, Sea of Galilee, and the next morning, the crowd comes back for breakfast. They, they, they think Denny's is open. Uh, <laughs> and so they come, they, come, they come back for breakfast. Well, he's not there. So they sort of discern he must have went to the other side. So they go around the Sea of Galilee and find him, and then Jesus engages them in this conversation, and this is what he basically tells them. He said, most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Now, can you imagine? Uh, now, us, we understand that, right? We understand this is not cannibalism. We understand this is not about literally drinking blood and, and eating human flesh. But remember, these, these, these folks here are not spiritual-minded at all. What's driving them is their flesh. They enjoyed the meal. They come back for more. That's the reason we have to say it in the church. Feed them and they will come. Right? So, so you see, here, here, here they, they hear this. But Jesus said, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no life in you. And 
We don't, we, no, we, 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 we ain't interested in this, you know. Uh, this, is, this is more than we, we bargained for. But he goes on, he says, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead, he who eats this bread will live forever. Now, I want you to notice what Jesus is doing here. This is a side note. Don't you know what Jesus is doing? He's comparing the manna they ate in the wilderness to himself. What he's saying is, what your fathers ate in the wilderness was a foreshadow of what I came to do for you now. God gave them bread to eat, and I am the bread from heaven. Hmm. These things he said uh, in, this, in, this, in the synagogue and taught uh, as he taught in Capernaum. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can understand it? Actually, I've, I've left some things out. I mean, when he talked about, when he, when he said about eating, eating his flesh and drinking his blood, they were, uh, they were not happy at all. You, you, you ain't real. You ain't for real. Exactly. That's exactly right. You, you would think I was absolutely insane crazy. And um, so, I, and I say that, hope, hope understand, you know, this, this, and they're absolutely right. This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? We don't understand what you're talking about. And, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about that just a little bit. If you hold, hold that, we, we're going to talk about this unworthiness because uh, that, that, that's a part of it here. Um, so, and I don't know why Jesus was talking in that because he, he said it so literally. Like you've got to, but in, in my opinion, I'm going to give you an opinion here. It's not stated here, but I think what Jesus was doing, he was calling these folks to commitment. That's what he was doing. If you're going to do this, you're following me now. But you've got to understand that this is more than just a few miracles. This is more than just the crowds gathering. This is a life of commitment totally and completely unto me. And that's not what they were ready for. They, they weren't ready for that. 
that were ready to make that kind of commitment. Because, and I, I liken this, the, the old saying, you are what you eat, and you are. So when Jesus says, you eat my flesh and you drink my blood, in a sense, you're taking me into your life, and I am becoming part of you, and you are becoming part of me. Hmm. And when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about, now notice, his disciples complained about this, not just the crowd. Even those, those 12 men were complaining. They were, if you, if you read the whole chapter, they were arguing among themselves about this. And he said to them, does this offend you? Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> Makes me mad as fuck. <laughs> and then, if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before, it is the Spirit who gives life, and the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. Now Jesus goes out from the natural thinking to the supernatural. What I'm sharing with you is spiritual. You're thinking in literal terms. I'm thinking in a, in a different plane and a different level. Now, so, 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 so this, is, this is what we, what we see. But also, is this where we're going to get to the worthiness and unworthiness part. It's also a time of self-examination. We, 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 we are, that's what, that's what we're told to do. Again, in Paul's writing. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, this, this has been... Well, before I get there, let's go ahead and look at this little. He said, but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Now, I want you to, we're going to pay some attention here. For drinks in an unworthy manner manner. We're, we're, we're going to dissect that in just, just a moment. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. And what he's, what he's literally saying, many have died because of this. Boy, shoo. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. There, there's a, we're, 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 yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lot in here. But when we are judged, we are chastised by the Lord that we, may, that we may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brother, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment, and the rest I will set in order when I come. Now keep in mind, keep in mind what was going on in the Corinthian church. They were, now, boy, now, now, you know, 
people would go to a, the Corinthian church or the Corinthian or a Corinthian church, and they would think, "Man, this is the most spiritual crowd we've ever seen." Uh, they're 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 shouting and speaking in tongues, and and they I mean they're just they're just have they're just having a hallelujah hoedown. But they were so chaotic and so out of order in almost everything they did. They were allowing sin to reign among them. Allowing sin to reign among them. Their worship, uh, the, the, when he's talking about, if, if any of you, uh, you know, if you eat, eat at home, again, and I know y'all know, you've heard this many, many times. You know, they had the agape meal, the love feast. Well, they, that, that was all out of order. That was all out of whack. And then they were getting drunk during the, um, that's what it says. Now, I, you know, they were getting drunk. I mean, they, they were, they, 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 it's during the love feast. They brought their wine in. They were getting drunk. And then the poor come in, and the rich had already eaten, and so, and, 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 and they, couldn't even, they, they couldn't even have the communion. I mean, the communion, see, because they'd have the love feast, then they'd have the communion. And it was so out of order. It was so chaotic. It was so, it was, it, 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 it was just, and that's where he said, when I, when, when, and, and the rest I'll set in order when I come. He's trying to establish some order here of how things are supposed to be done. Now, I do think that, that this, this idea of eating and drinking unworthily, and even talking about, you know, death, uh, uh, some, some have died because of that. Um, it, a part of me thinks that, that it has really kind of been taken uh, out, of, uh, out, out, of, out of order. There, there's, there's, there's really some things that have been taken out of, out of order here. And we need to understand how things really need to be done. And, and how it, it, it needs to it needs to work. Um, let me let me show. Uh, now, when we come to the table, there's certain things, and I'm I'm get to the unworthy part. I, I, I'm getting there. But when we come to the table, there's certain things we need to remember. You know, Jesus said. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, remember me. There's certain things we need to remember. First of all, when we come to the table, we need to remember that we have been forgiven. And so, therefore, we cannot be unforgiven. How can you come to a table of forgiveness? and harbor such unforgiveness in your own life. He said, you need to deal with that. Then, remember, we come to the table for cleansing. So, or the, or the table of cleansing. So we must confess any uncleanness in our life. So, the, the, really, the communion ought to be a reset for us. When we take communion, we, we, need, we, need, to, we need to reset our lives. It's not just a matter of coming and taking. It's a cleansing. And that is us thinking about our own lives, 
what we've done, what we're going through, and before we come to the table, have a moment where we ask God, forgive, help me to forgive, help me with this issue, Lord, help me with this sin in my life, help me with these thoughts I'm having, help, whatever it may be. See what I mean? So when we come to the table, we need to remember uh, what we're coming to. And then finally, this is where we're going to get to the unworthy part. It's a provision of healing. Now, so many people, and, 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 I, and I know some folks that over the years who have been so traumatized by, by preachers that don't understand, that don't, they, just, they, they just read it and say, oh, man. They, so they use, they use almost the communion as a, as a tool of discipline, which it, it can be, or they use it as a tool of judgment and condemnation. Don't you come to this table if you ain't right with God. No, it needs to be, we need to be right with him. It's about getting our relationship lined up with him. And it truly is about healing. Healing what is, what, what is going on inside of us. Notice again, for he who eats and drinks unworthily or an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Now, now when, you, when you look at this, that this unworthy, this, this, this is, the, the word unworthy is, is not so much a word about judgment. It really it talks about, when you look at the word from the, from, the, from the Greek, it means the weight of something. The worth of something. Now, we, we, it's, it's hard for us to relate to this now, but, you know, we, we have, this is a dime. Y'all realize that it takes two cents to make a penny now? So a penny's not even, it's, 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 it's it's, it's worth more than what it's worth. But in, in ancient days, they, they used coins as well. But it's unlike the way we use coins today. It was all about the weight of the coin. And the weight of the coin determined the value of the coin. Okay, so the weight of the coin determined the value of the coin. Now, we all know if you keep a coin long enough and you roll it around and you, it passes through 15,000 hands, and then a coin can do what? It can wear down, right? So over time, When the coin was new, it was worth this because it was heavier. But over time, if you weighed it, it was not worth that value because it had lost weight. So it had lost worth. What Paul seems to be saying is here, when he says, 
don't come to this thing in an unworthy manner. Come to this with the full weight of your faith. It's not about perfection. This is not about being perfect. Because let me tell you, if, if, if this was all about perfection, there ain't none of us ever take communion again, again including, including me. So it's not about perfection, being perfect. You got to be perfect. If you ain't perfect, you ain't doing it. It is about how we approach it, the attitude we approach it. So we approach it with the full weight, the full worth of our faith, our life in Christ, our commitment, our love for Him, our desire to serve Him, our desire to follow Him, our desire to be what we can be for Him and to serve Him with a gladness and a joy of heart, and also with the full weight of who Jesus Christ is. He is never going to lose value, right? So, I think what he's saying here, these people, when they were taking communion, they had lost the value of what that communion was really all about. He was saying, come back. He said, if you take this in an unworthy way, the weight of, you don't take it in the way, in the, with the weight that it deserves. He said, you're only hurting yourself. You're not helping yourself. You're not growing spiritually. You're not, you're not growing in faith. He said, so think about what you're doing and don't just do it. and it will be value to you. It will add value to you. And in, in some ways, it's like taking that old coin and, and adding some weight to it. Makes it back to its original value. That makes sense. Makes sense to me. So see, it's not about perfection. It's not about condemnation. It's about your attitude and how you approach it and the weight of it what it means to you. So, uh, that's it. The end. So, tonight, and there's, there's a lot more we could, we could say because we know that they, they could, uh, in, 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 in other more liturgical settings than us, uh, they refer to this as the Eucharist. Uh, and, and that is so because the word Eucharist uh, or Eucharist Eucharistio uh, means thanks. And so, um, so when we, because it comes from that word that is used when he took the cup and he took the bread, he gave thanks. So that's the reason some refer to it as being the Eucharist, uh, which, is, which is not inappropriate at all. Um, but we use communion or the Lord's Supper, which I think is just as, just as applicable as well. So with that, um, 
before we come to the table, let's take a moment of preparation. Now, this is not true confession time. You don't have to, you don't have to say, preacher, I've sinned. <laughs> now, if you feel like you need to do that, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll take care of business. But, but it's about examining yourself. Look at your own life. Look at what this means to you, your relationship with Jesus Christ. How important is that relationship to you? I can't answer that for you. Only you can. I ain't perfect and you ain't either. But I know one who is. And that makes all the difference. That's right. Strive daily. You work daily. So, I want you to see the communion as a reset. It's a time for us to reset and make things right with ourselves and with God because it's a relational thing. Let a, let a person examine themselves. What is, what is, what is your coin worth? Is it worth what it was at one time? That's right. Or has it lost value? Because it's been worn away. So, let's just take a moment. Let's take a moment, just reflect. Think about who our Lord is. Think about our own lives, who we are. If there's anything you need to confess, you confess it to him. Anything you need to get right, get it right. Those people, Lord, that you've designed for us to be. 
forgive us, Lord, for offending you if there's been some offense. And Father, forgive us for offending one another. And in this moment, God, any way that we have sinned, sinned in the flesh, sinned in the spirit, any way that we have been willfully disobedient, God, forgive us. For tonight we remember, as we come to the table, Lord, we remember. We remember the sacrifice that you made for us. We remember that by your stripes we are healed. We remember, Lord, that the chastisement of our peace was upon you. We remember, God, that you were beaten, despised, rejected, tormented, the hands of ungodly, seemingly well-meaning people, but yet they thought they were doing God and man a favor. In reality, they weren't. Because you died for us. So God, we remember the sacrifice of your body. And we remember the precious blood that was poured out for all of us, O oh God. That atoning blood. Without the shedding of the blood, there is no forgiveness. There is no remission of sin. So God, right now, we give thanks, Lord, unto you, Lord, for the cup. And Lord Jesus, that represents, Lord, your spilt blood for us so that we can be eternally redeemed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Lord Jesus, we take this bread, and we take this cup with thanksgiving <laughs> because you gave it for us. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and mercy. In Jesus' name. You're welcome to come and celebrate what the Lord has done for you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord.
blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus, it washes white as snow. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. Sing it again. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Brother Sam, take us out of here with a prayer of thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you all for coming. Hope you gained a little inspiration. Amen. Amen. All right.